Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Welcome to Five More Minutes, a podcast of Covenant Presbyterian Church, where I talk at my desk about the gospel, and apparently some of you listen. This is our fourth macarism. The blessed are statements that come from the very beginning of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5. Macarism is a transliteration of the Greek word, blessed are those. It's the description Jesus gives of his followers. So the blessing in this case is not favor extended. It's deeply satisfied are the followers of Jesus. And this is what that satisfaction looks like. It's flourishing as a human being are the followers of Jesus. And this is what that flourishing looks like. Flourishing are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will be satisfied. I've heard many preachers describe this as the upside-down kingdom, because what we, when we're talking about satisfaction, we can think of our marriage or our kids or our job, and we can easily label things that need to be either tweaked or wildly changed or transformed in order for us to be satisfied. And it's an upside-down kingdom because when our priorities get entirely rearranged— with Jesus at the top and everything else very far distant from that, we receive back satisfaction with respect to those categories. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, as he says later in the Sermon on the Mount, and all these things will be added unto you. Let's take this to a place of clarity. I don't know how many people are satisfied in their marriage. I think it's more than half are unsatisfied in marriage. And if you ask why, they'll say, because he always and she never And we can talk about those. I'm positive there is some amount of legitimacy to the frustrations you have in marriage that lead you to say, I'm not satisfied. The follower of Jesus first hungers and thirsts after righteousness. Which means, to to borrow from Ephesians chapter 5, first we submit to one another out of love for God and in step with the Holy Spirit. Then we learn the rhythms of unconditional love, and respect. We learn sacrificial love and respect. But first, it's hungering and thirsting after righteousness. Then we have the conversation about the alwayses and the nevers. And strangely, they work a lot better in that context. Are you satisfied with your children, for those of you that have children? Perhaps you are. Many people are not. It's because they never, I mean, I've given them everything, and they don't even appreciate it. My kids always, dot, dot, dot. And I'm sure if you told me that at a coffee shop, I would commiserate with you for four to nine minutes. There's some legitimacy to your frustration with your children. But what the follower of Jesus does is first, hunger and thirst after righteousness. To borrow a phrase given to fathers, but certainly applicable to mothers, parents do not exasperate your children. So the follower of Jesus begins with listening to their children and making sure they know they're heard. It doesn't mean you're not still the child, the parent of your child. But we begin as followers of Jesus, seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. Then all these things are added. Are you satisfied at work? If you want to be depressed, go ahead and Google how many people are satisfied at their place of employment. And I'm sure the reasons are good. No one cares. It's an inefficient organization and you probably know how to fix it. My employees are not loyal and I've always been loyal to them. My boss doesn't value me. Full, I would fully agree if I'm sitting with you. Yeah, yeah, that's terrible. That's a big deal. Wow, I'm so sorry. But the follower of Jesus hungers and thirsts after righteousness first. They seek first the kingdom of God. What does that mean at work? 
It means your work has value and you show up and you work hard as to the Lord and not to your boss or to your employee or your coworker. And the reason that so many call Jesus' description of the kingdom an upside-down one is because now we actually have space to see the relative legitimacy of our frustrations. Now we have the space to see agreements we've made about marriage or about children or about work, agreements we must break. And the most powerful thing that happens is these things are correctly prioritized, where our allegiance to Jesus is primary, far, 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 far above our allegiance to our spouse, our children, our work. And what happens is we are given back those things in an abundance we could not imagine because our priorities are reshuffled in a gospel and a kingdom manner, and we are free. 